You're listening to the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley. Hi, it's Chris and Susan Beasley here with another episode of Living the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast and Web Show. And we are recording this today from our home in sunny Spain. And our guest is from the UK, somebody we met, goodness knows, 10, 12 years ago. Funnily enough, in a bar, people talk about us and cocktails, but we did meet in a bar. It was after an amazing internet event that we were both attending. And I, we just became really good friends and helped and guided one another in different ways throughout the years. And we re-met very recently and we asked him if he'd come and share his story with you because it's really inspiring and we'd love you to take some tips and strategies from it. So without further ado, Adil, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to see you guys again. I'm glad to be here. It's lovely, isn't it? So give us a little bit of a, a background of your story, how you came to be an online entrepreneur and some of the things that you do today. Okay, so uh, let's see. Let's go with the online entrepreneur one because like my other career is a little bit longer than people. <laughs> so <laughs> I started out in network marketing uh, when I was 18 years old. So I started out with network marketing. It was a great uh, great shout. The first company I, with, I was with, I didn't like selling. Like I just felt weird about, but the second company was a self-development company that eventually got brought bought out by World Ventures. It was a company called Success University. I remember it. Yes. Yeah. Huge fan of that stuff back in the day because it was just selling self-development. It was such an easy sell. Yeah. Um, I immersed myself in that product. Like I was in it like a hundred percent. It was so good. Um, but during that time period, I had I had a bit of growth. Uh, there was a bit of a falling out with me and my sponsor, who was also a friend of mine. Unfortunately, that led to me kind of finding my own path, you know, being 18 years old, a little bit impetuous, a little bit impatient. Um, I'll throw my hands up and say that. I ended up kind of going towards more of the online world. So I was like, how do I do this without this person? How do I just build my stuff? So that led me down figuring out stuff stuff like uh, traffic exchange sites. And then I met a lot of great people through affiliate marketing and around that time, I started to really look into um, this person called Frank Kern. Frank, yeah. Surfer Frank. Yeah, Frank Kern. <laughs> Surfer Frank was our, was, was our favorite, uh, the dude. Um, Frank basically used to talk, it was around the time the Mass Control 2.0 sales uh, like was going live. And I will argue to this day, the Mass Control 2.0 VSL is easily the best video sales that I've ever seen in my life because it is so well done, so chill. It builds all the desire to buy a $2,000 product. And of course, I didn't have the money at the time, so I couldn't actually get it. <laughs> but there was something intriguing about the four-day cash machine that just kept me intrigued. So pardon me one moment. Hold on. Change microphones. Can you guys hear me okay? We yeah. can hear you fine. Perfect. Yeah, I've got a I've got crisp on, so like it allows me to just mute any background noise. Um, so hopefully, you guys shouldn't be hearing the dog barking in the background. No, we're good. No, we're fine. So essentially, what ended up happening was I started looking more and more into the online marketing thing, and through Frank Kern, I found John Carlton, and John Carlton is this legendary copywriter that's in, been in the game for decades, and I started realizing what i wanted to do so i started going down the affiliate market route i started to do like do some copywriting because i knew it was important but i never had the desire of being a copywriter not consciously at least 
but I felt I felt into that world. I wrote a blog post, 10 people saw it, seven people gave me money. And the, uh, I remember going to an event, speaking to some of the speakers and they're like, what are you good at? I was like, I'm terrible at traffic. I'm like, yeah, but what are you good at? I was like, well, I wrote this post, seven people paid me. And they're like, holy crap, this is 70% conversion rate. Go out there and sell this. People pay tens of thousands of dollars for the skill. And of course, being 18, 19 years old, you don't really think you're worth that much, especially considering where I grew up. Um, you know, it was it was ridiculous. So from that point on, I kind of, uh, I started to learn how to sell. I started to get better at selling. I've had a bit of a natural salesmanship kind of ingrained in me. And again, this will go, we'll go a little bit more in depth with this. Um, but yeah, I ended up being a copywriter and started doing launches for people because I didn't have anything to sell that I could comfortably say, hey, I'm an authority of this when I'm 19 years old. Of course, I'm not an authority. I haven't had enough experience in life to can be considered an authority. So I started writing for clients um, and I did this for like multiple different niches because I, I remember my heroes were all gunslingers. They would write for anything that came across their desk. And I was like, well, I'm the same. Um, and before I knew it, I had basically amassed a couple of millions of dollars in sales within the first couple of years of my industry. I hadn't made that much yet, but uh, it was good to get going. And then fast forward to now, I'm 33, so 15 years later, professionally, we've I've just crossed the billion dollar mark a couple of uh, two months ago for my clients, which is wonderful. I've personally benefited greatly from all the work. Worked in over 422 marketplaces, over 17,000 plus campaigns. And now I'm actually at a point where I feel comfortable enough to teach this stuff, which is um, where we're at, which is really, really cool. You know, that's fabulous because... We talk a lot with the clients that come to us wanting to generate an income for their for their retirement, which is what our podcast and show is all about, really, to give people encouragement. But yeah. so many of them have either skills that they hadn't realized could generate them an income or that they could learn a new skill yeah. and really and truly immerse themselves in that and then become a teacher of that skill. And we've actually just been going through a five-day challenge, um, which we do every year with Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi. And their whole purpose is to encourage people to take some knowledge that they've got and package it into a product that they can sell. And ultimately, that, that's what you, you've done. You've taken a skill that you learn and found oh my goodness people will pay me for that and you've turned that into your whole business and you're generating income for other people through that there's nothing better i think it's fabulous really oh i agree agree. see the big thing that i found that differentiates me from my contemporaries that also do this is i'm i'm without putting any doubt on any of them a lot of them kind of get stuck into the cycle where i'm going to do this thing for three years and i'm going to teach other people how to do it and in my head, I'm like, you haven't been through enough challenges yet to really understand what you're doing. Because, like, it's, um, how do I put this? And I don't want to discourage anyone with this because there, there is reasons I'm saying this and there is a way to look at this. When you've only done something for a short period of time and you've only worked in one industry, to say those same rules apply throughout all industries without knowledge or testing is hubris. If you stay within one industry and teach it to that same industry, now you have a place. Like, for instance, I was talking to a copywriter that I know lives in Australia. He's worked in real estate most of his industry, most of his life. He became a copywriter late in age. And now he basically teaches real estate agents how to write their own advertising because he knows both markets. 
So I was like, it was a very, very clever way of doing it rather than him going, hey, take these skills and put it in self-development. I'm like, they'll work, but they won't work as effectively. Um, it's the reason why, like with, uh, as you saw, uh, you guys have seen my training and stuff like that and the way that I brilliant. teach. Yeah, it's brilliant. Thank you for that. It's, uh, I try and make sure it's wide ranging as possible because it applies to everything. There is a universal code to communication and knowing how to do that is what we look at and what we focus on. Um, but, and, and again, if you guys don't mind, one thing I will say is I said, I mentioned this a little bit early on was my copywriting journey started way earlier. And the reasons I actually started doing that when I was 12. So like realistically, 12 years. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So uh, I've been doing this for 21, almost 22 years professionally for 15, 16, but most of my life has been immersed in selling and advertising. So how did you hone your skills, if you like, over the years? I mean, you say you started at 12, but obviously you hadn't really learned anything then. So presumably you then found a mentor courses or whatever to, to get those skills improved if you like so that you can then go on to to use them and with your experience yeah i mean for the first six years from 12 to 18 i had no idea what i was doing i didn't even know it was called copywriting all i knew was i was writing (laughs) stories for my dad's company and that was it i had no idea it was anything to do with anything else it was selling i just knew i was talking uh or conversing or writing i just it was just practice to me as i got older however and what i did to hone my skills was i challenged myself consistently so if someone said sales letters are incredible, I found a mentor, I figured out how to write a sales letter, and then I reverse engineered the psychology of it. If it was the emails, I wrote the email, I understood the psychology, and I reverse engineered it. And I would do this constantly for every single thing. Because the biggest misconception people have about writing copy is that you have to be hypey, you have to be a salesperson. The reality is you need to be able to have a conversation. That's literally all it is. Yeah. Like if you can communicate what you're doing to someone else in a written format, it has to just be clear. Like for instance, the process has to include what is it that's important to them? Who are you? What are you doing? What's What was the discovery to this? How does it help and benefit me? And then just back it up all the way throughout while actually asking for the sale. Like, And for asking for the sale doesn't mean you need to twist someone's arm. You just say, hey, if this sounds like a good idea to you, here's what you do next to order. It's like asking someone if they want a chicken sandwich. Yeah, it's perfect. And funnily enough, you know how Facebook um, delivers you your memories every day. So ever since we came onto Facebook, like we've written something at least every day, which is fantastic. So we keep getting these memories. And one was, this is so funny, it was a video I recorded when video was really new, right? And I'm in our garden at home. And I'm I'm introducing two people whose books I've read. The one is um, Jeff Walker's book and the other is Gary Vaynerchuk's book. And in both cases, and this is so relevant to what you just said, they both, and I read out of both of their books, talk about the importance of story and a conversation. So telling a story, having conversation is the thing that leads someone to saying, yeah, I want, I want what you've got. I love your story. I want to be part of it. I want to create my own story. And what do that, I do next? And what do I do next? And this is what I love about the course that you've just done. And I have to mention this here because we're always learning. And yeah. when we were chatting earlier and we knew what you were doing, we said we've got to have this course because it will show us, are we doing it right? 
should we make some changes? How we can improve. How we can improve. And I just loved it because it's the first segment of your course is just how we write anyway. So all yeah. we've got to do is change some of that because learning is really important, mm. however old you are. Oh, 100%. It keeps you young. It keeps your brain active. It's the yeah. reason why... It's the reason why I say to people, like, I may have mastered my craft, but that doesn't mean I don't master other crafts. I take on new challenges as often as I can. No, I think it's fabulous. And look how young you are. I mean, you haven't even got to our age yet. So look what you're going to be like then. And think about the number of lives and businesses that you've changed for people through that skill set. And I think this is something we really want to try and get over to people who are over 50 who are coming into their retirement or some of them are already in their retirement they're in their 60s 70s and 80s and they do not realize the skills that they have or have acquired through their careers that actually people are screaming out for so yeah tell us tell us a bit about that if you can yeah um well i mean there's a thing there's a there's a multitude of ways that you can apply what you already know like i was talking to a friend of mine who's been a plumber for 20 years and I said to him, I was like, why, why don't you start a service that's local to us, uh, to our, you know, county even, or to our region? Mm-hmm. That is essentially a, you pay a monthly fee, and all you do, it's it's a retainer. It's a, I think we, we price it super low, so it's super affordable. Um, when I say super low, I'm talking like less than 15 pounds a month. And right. essentially all it is, is that if you have, he puts these 12 most, uh, what was it, 12 most common problems that you have with your plumbing and he shows you how to fix them quickly and then he says you can actually uh there's a section in there where they can actually jump on a call with him for 15 minutes if they need any help um if the videos don't work so they have to write him and then he sends them the number and then they go on a call with him and he helps them because the thing is at the end of the day he's like look it's going to cost you more money to get a professional out just to look at the thing we're already telling you how to fix the thing. And if you do need a plumber, you come to us and we'll send someone out to you. It's and again, something as simple. And I said to him, look, if you only got 100 customers for plumbing, plumbing is one of the most painful pains in the butts there is. Yes. How many times have you clogged a thing? <laughs> how many times have you had to go through the U-band? How many times have you had to dismantle your sink's piping just to unclog it? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in my I'm in my early thirties. I've done this at least fifteen different times in my life where I've had to get under the sink. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm like, and it took and again watching those YouTube videos because there's so many different things. That it's by non plumbers. I was like, you can fix this problem in like two minutes. It'll take me like twenty minutes or an hour to do. He goes, yeah. So you just do this. It gets over and easy, and that helps. So if you're someone that's above fifty, that's look at what you've picked up in your life. Whether you're an artist, whether you're a photographer, whether you're a uh, laborer, whether you've even worked in just retail your entire life, because mm-hmm. there are people, of course, who worked in retail their entire life. The best thing I can tell you right now is if you have a job skill and it doesn't transfer to other people, look at your hobbies. Look at the things that you do for fun, because the reality is there's some things that you know about. Like, And the best question I can ask you or anyone that you can ask yourself, what is something that you're insanely passionate about? If we were sat in a room and said, you can talk about anything you want, no judgment, just talk about it, what would it get to? Because the reality is in those moments, you'll realize you have more mastery and knowledge about something than most people realize. And doing so, you can just go, okay, 
how do I transfer that skill over? Well, if you guys will permit me, I'll give you guys a very simple, uh, simple framework. It's, that is so, that is no perfect. But the thing is, we, we're around the internet. We've been here for, we're into our 13th year. You're a little younger, but you've been around that length of time. And actually, you've got a great head start um, is, is something which is really good. But there is so much, as you say, that we know. And we or There are the things, I'm going to say systems and programs and ways that make it so super simple for you today. Then when we came online, as you will know, it was like, tip of the iceberg time if you wanted to do a course you had to think about right how was I going to do okay let's meet I've got to record a video then what am I going to do with it where am I where am I going to keep that that somebody else can actually get to the information formatting if we're getting video formatting was another yeah thing oh yeah that, that was what he <laughs> storage. did yeah oh, storage yeah. was another thing how do I build a website? And nowadays you can build a website in a day. I remember when you had to hand code the damn thing. Yes. Yes. And going going back to what you said actually about how Frank Kern had inspired you, same here. He he and his partner at the time and their story where they're talking to Tony Robbins because they're stuck and he he's their mentor and he guides them on what to do next. Was it John Reese? Was yes, it? Yes, that's it. Oh, yes. him and John Reese, yeah. yeah. The million uh, dollar man. Honestly, it just that for us, just it, we went, oh my goodness, like I can see what you can do now because everybody gets stuck, don't they? They, they think, mm, am I in the right place? Am I doing the right thing? What can I do? How can I do it? How, it, how important is mentorship and, and having a coach, would you say? Apologies, I had cough. That's all right. Um, it's extremely important like it's it's actually no how do i put this it's i'd say eight out of ten on the important scale and the reason i say it's eight out of ten is because i didn't really have a real mentor growing up so this is why i say it's eight out of ten it's ten out of ten to have someone that you follow but it's an eight out of ten to have a mentor because in that 20 percent, that two out of ten that didn't that can't have a mentor because they can't afford one or whatever it is you do what I like to call, what I did was have a surrogate mentor. Now, I talked about John Carlton earlier. Pardon me one moment. Now, John, I want to give him as much praise and props as possible because he is as responsible for my career as most people uh, wouldn't realize. See, he has a blog, john-carlton.com or .net. I can't remember which one it is. But John has been was writing on there for, for years. So I used to read through his blog as a way of understanding how to write copy, how to tell stories, what the principles were, because he just left it out there all on the line for people to go see. So I would go watch and observe and see the mechanics. So having a surrogate mentor that I wasn't in direct contact with allowed me to really um, get myself out there, really understand what I needed to do. And again, I'm grateful that a few years after that, I interviewed him and, you know, he's he's a great guy and, and, and what he does can never say too many good things about the man. Um, but it showed me a principle from him, which is always to help others. So if you don't have a mentor, find a surrogate mentor because we can't afford one. You can binge on their free stuff because most good mentors give away a lot of free shit. They really do. Um, or you can reach out to them. One of the things I tell people constantly about my stuff is 
I'm really bad at knowing what to write about for my audience, like on my blog and stuff like that. I'm still figuring that stuff out because there's just so much. I don't know what's nuanced and what's obvious. And it's it just, it's, it's a moment of like breaking it all down. But I tell everyone, get in touch with me. And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm the, one of the most easily accessible people that you will find online because I have a very unique name. It's very easy to find me. I think I'm the only one online. Um, <laughs> but on top of that, if you DM me and it's just a regular conversation, you're not trying to pitch me off the front of it. Believe it or not, I just respond back to you and say hello. Because uh, in my head, I don't see myself as any different to you. I just have a skill set that I picked up. I mean, it's the same as if you did combat sports. I'm like, great, you know how to throw a punch better than me. Good for you. But you're still a normal human being. It's a conversation, isn't it? It's it's human conversation, human communication. And we sometimes forget all this when we're in business and somebody new comes along and they they want to start in business themselves. And all they've seen is this high-level stuff, maybe on social media, where everyone is sell, 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 sell. And they yeah. don't realize there's a lot goes on behind that. And it's that conversation from a story from a personal experience that is going to guide you into the right route for you because the same route isn't the right route for everybody. And then, if you, and then and sorry, just to answer your question a little bit further, was if you do have a mentor, they shortcut the entire process for you because what they're doing is they're distilling what they know in a way that doesn't actually cause you to have problems. It's the same reason. And again, I, I know I'm harping on about this, so please forgive me for people listening to this, but there is a reason I'm actually going to talk about it. The way that I train people, the way that I do my courses, I mean, my first version of my courses were hour-long videos. Like, yes, they were to the point. Yes, they were actually powerful and packed to the brim with information. But that's because in my head, I'm like, I'm trying to download 15 plus years of information from my head to your head. I'm trying to transfer it. But what I realized was you can actually condense that entire work down so you can include both versions, the extended version for the people who want to go through the extended and the Cliff Notes version for the people that don't have the time. Mm -hmm. The only way I can create the Cliff Notes version is because I've gone through the stuff so much that I understand how to break it down in a, simplist in a simplistic manner, which is by definition of what, if I remember correctly, it was Da Vinci, that's like the definition of a genius is quite simply simplifying the... Um, simplifying the very 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 high level thoughts into something that the average person can understand so having a mentor again this is the stuff i build on everything i build on is designed around this idea of can i transfer this to you in the shortest quickest space of time without you having to think i need to spend a weekend or like 12 hours doing this it's more like i need to spend 40 minutes maybe two hours i can go through this and completely get the concept and understand and from there i can actually build upon so if you have a mentor or if you're looking for a mentor, reach out to someone that's done what you want to do, that understands what you're looking for. And my biggest key thing, don't follow the hype. Really do your research. Does this person align with you on a value scale, on an emotional scale, a spiritual scale, uh, just all the scales that you can think of? because um and this is a real random discovery i had very recently for the longest time in my business i was chasing the million dollar day for, for a really long time and i realized i have no desire for it i actually have zero desire to do that what's what's the real desire i want people to remember me and think about oh i did that one time or is it the constant graft that i put into my work that's made me a master at what i do 
And that allows me to live so freely that I don't need to think about those things. Exactly. I love, I so love that because we've been through the same journey as you, as everyone. When we start, what we think we want isn't actually what we want. And as you mature over the years, you start to realize that people are coming to you for totally different reasons. For a totally different reason, which is why we mix everything on our social media. They see some business stuff, some tips, some strategies, they see our lifestyle. They see us enjoying life, having a bit of fun, sometimes putting ourselves through challenges <laughs> that we wonder, should we have done that really? But it, it's real life. I think that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. And the things we don't talk about is money, you know, yeah, because just... in real life you don't talk about money. Oh, it seems yeah. to be a thing on the internet. Oh, oh look, oh, I've, God. Yes, I've done that. You know, it's... No one cares. It's... Just the way it is, isn't it? You know. No, we totally agree. No one cares. No, exactly. No one cares. No one cares. So, what's next in in a deal life? What 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 have you got planned for the future? Have you got something in your timeline, or are you just pursuing your expertise in your copywriting? So what's next in my timeline is uh, I had a chat with a very dear old friend that I hadn't, weirdly enough, Facebook when Threads launched, it reset its algorithm. So I got like a whole new group of people I haven't spoken yes. in a long time show up again. So shout out to my buddy, Corey Shanes. Um, we reconnected, had a chat, and it was, was going to be one of those, hey, it's been a long time, how's life, 20 minute calls. It turned into nearly two hours of us talking, which was incredible. And what he said to me was, he goes, you're sitting on the greatest branding domain you've ever, that anyone in your industry has ever thought of, and you're using it wrong. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, greatestcopyrightshowlife.com, why aren't you embodying that? I was like, huh. So the next steps are essentially is, and for anyone wondering why I can, I, I can throw my hat into that ring quite simply because, you know, dude, I crossed a billion dollars before I hit 35. Most of, most of my contemporaries will never get close to that. Um, and if they do, they're usually a lot older than I am. Um, but the beauty of it is, is I've, I've disseminated all my information. So the way that I'm rebuilding everything is from this brand of there's the greatest copywriter alive that will show you how he writes all this copy. And then there's Adela Marcy who will break down what's actually happening in front of you. So the next venture is essentially um, a complete rebuild of what I'm doing. So I've got the course, which is Greatest Welcome Sequence Ever, um, which you guys can check out on greatestcoverrectorlive.com. I'm sure that you guys will throw up links. Oh, don't worry, we'll get all the links. Don't you worry. You guys already have them all anyway. Um, But from that aspect, it's essentially starting off with everything from opt-in forms to Facebook ad templates to email sequences of different kinds of variations. So it's building out everything you need as a, a as a as a business, but it's more like a pick and choose. You can come in at any moment and do that. And of course, there's theoretical courses that we have that are more on the deep psychology of things. Um, but yeah, I mean, like all of, that's just basically my next step is to build out this empire over the next thirteen months. Um, while in the interim, as well, so I have uh, goodness, one of my other side businesses right now that I'm working on is how to basically. Uh, it's something called smooth story time which is an asmr video that i'm actually starting uh video series that i'm starting right now which is 
on reading stories from nighttime for people to go to sleep with because thankfully I have a podcaster's voice, so it's wonderful to use. Brilliant. I love that idea. That is so cool. That really is. Gosh, it what have we covered in in 30 minutes? It's just been amazing. We can't wait to have you back and see how things develop because it sounds like you've got a wonderful timeline ahead of you and, and we can't wait to see where that takes us. I, likewise, I'd love to come back. But before I do, I have one last thing to say to all our listeners. I don't want you to think that the only way you can make money is by creating a skill, repackaging it, and doing that. You actually have a multitude of different ways. Pardon me one moment. And here's what I mean. If you build something that people want to come to, and you attract those people in, you'll have an endless abundance. And here's what I mean. So... I'm. If you look up no face YouTube channels on YouTube, you'll actually see a massive number of them. And in actuality, a way that you can do this is find your favorite. So let's uh, give me an industry, like any industry whatsoever. Any industry. Yeah, could be cooking, could be real estate, could be whatever it is. Um, travel. Travel, amazing. Here's what you do. How many travel bloggers and vloggers are are there out there? Oh, millions. Millions, I should think. It's an easy little money maker for anyone who wants to do it. And by the way, don't all go into travel because otherwise you'll just... No, 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 that, that's our thing. <laughs> yeah. You can do this in a bunch of different ways. Here's what you do instead. Uh, find the top 10 travel channels on YouTube, the ones that are long, and just start creating clips of their content. Then what you do is you can either ask them to buy from you because you've already got the content for them, or you can set up a YouTube channel that's completely different and basically post these clips as YouTube shorts. Yeah. And what that does, that starts generating revenue and numbers for you. And that's step one. Step one, you can stay at step one. That's fine. Step two is you monetize that audience. You make a little money off of AdSense. Step three is actually what should be step zero. And step three is you contact the person at the very beginning, tell them what your plan is and say, hey, listen, um, I want to sell this channel to you once it actually grows. Keep this in mind. So what you do is you build a channel up. It builds up a lot of traffic that's already coming to their stuff. It's their material. It's other people's material all out there. Mm-hmm. And if you use the copyright, um, the fair use copyright laws, please look into them because you don't want to steal from anyone. You're just basically repurposing. You can easily build up a lot of um, a lot of goodwill. And here's what I mean by it. Don't try and make it your content. Actually put their links in the video. To say, hey, if you want to find out, oh, go check these people out. Because now what you've done is become you, you become a curator of those videos. And doing so, you just essentially just kind of create another income source for yourself. You can flip that cha- you can flip that channel to someone, they take over it, they pay you a healthy sum of money, now you can do it again. And you can do this for a multitude of different places. I love that. That's all about knowledge, but it's a different application of knowledge altogether, and it is doing something we've talked about a a lot is leveraging other people's knowledge and doing something good in the world at the same time to help somebody else. I think that's absolutely fabulous, Adil. Absolutely fabulous. Thank you for that. That is is a really, really great shot. So please stay with us, Adil. We're just going to close the podcast and then we'll get the links from you so we can put them into um, the blog that we write alongside this. So thank you to you, Adil. Thank you, everyone, for either watching us on our web show or for joining us on our podcast. 
And we look forward to seeing you on the very next episode of Living the Retirement Lifestyle. Thanks a lot. Thank Thank you. Bye for now. Bye. This is the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley. 